rumor, a currently circulating story or report of uncertain or questionable truth. This is Rumors of Grace, where I talk to people rumored to have found beauty and truth in broken and uncommon places. Welcome to another episode of Rumors of Grace, friends. I hope you all are surviving. Uh, This is an amazingly difficult time in a lot of ways. And when I say amazingly, I mean that in the sense of who would have thought just a couple of months ago, if I would have gotten behind this microphone, and I would have said, okay, friends, listeners, subscribers, I want to tell you something. In two months, everything's going to change. Everything's going to come to a screeching halt. You will not go outside. You will not be able to find toilet paper. You will not go to work. Your kids will not go to school. And this not will only happen in the, Amer- in the United States, but it will happen all over the world. I think you... Some of you may have writ- would write me off as a maybe a conspiracy theorist or maybe think that I had watched too many post-apocalyptic movies, and yet here we are. Here we are. I'm recording this podcast on March 29th of 2020, and we've been a few weeks into this thing now and uh, probably a good solid two weeks of isolation And I guess my question to the listeners out there is, how are you? Are you stressed? Are you at peace? Do you feel connected with your family and friends? Maybe you're feeling disconnected. These are all normal feelings. You're not alone. We're all here with you. We're all going through this roller coaster. Some of us have lost our jobs. We've been laid off. Some of us are counting on uh, coronavirus stimulus here in, uh, for aid to help us make us through this here in America. Um, it's a crazy time, and it's a different time. And uh, I hope that you are finding ways to connect And I'm hoping that I can be a part of that on this broadcast. So I reached out to some listeners and family and friends, and I asked them to send in some thoughts on what they're going through, what they're feeling. It's always helpful to hear and see and feel the connection. Because really, we are all one race. We are all human beings, and we're all going through through this on some level, in some way, no matter where you are in the world. And so knowing that you're not alone, that the emotional roller coaster, the peace, the fear, the anxiety, the unknowing, the depression, uh, the new normal that we're all trying to lock into, you're not alone. One thing I was thinking about today is that in an odd sort of way, I really believe that when this is all over, whether it's two weeks from now, two months from now, or a year from now, who knows, and we're back to our regular lives, and we're able to get out and go where we want, hug who we want, (laughs) shake hands with who we want, uh, be close to other people, I think, 
and I could be wrong, but I think we're going to miss this time. We're going to look back on it and say, yes, it was difficult, but I miss the times when I could curl up with my family or with my dog and I could watch something on Netflix. When I could sit and talk with my partner or my spouse about life and uh, fears, and we had time to dream. I miss those times when I could write music and draw pictures, and I could play with my kids. I think we're going to miss this time. So with that in mind, I want to, to share a compilation of people who have responded when I asked uh, them to respond, and I really appreciate those who did. And I think you'll find it encouraging. I think you'll find it, uh, identif- you can identify with some of these people. The first one up is my daughter, Lauren. You've heard her on this podcast, and she's in New York City. And here's what she had to say. Hi, Dad. This is Lauren. I am currently right now standing in my kitchen making some coffee. How am I doing? Uh, I just woke up, so I'll try to be not so uh, negative. I'm usually a little bit more of a Debbie Downer in the mornings, but uh, this is hard. I get that it's important and there's a lot going on in the world. And I'm not saying that like, I just want to, you know, say, screw all this and I want to go back outside, but part of me definitely feels that way. Um, I'm staring out my window right now and it's beautiful to look at how all the trees are blooming. And so every single day I've just been looking outside at the trees and watching how many more little flower blooms they have on them. And that's really beautiful, but it does feel like I'm like sitting here watching from, you know, inside, which I am. So (laughs) I guess that's a stupid point, but I don't know. You know, in those movies, like there's always that one kid that like can't go outside because they have like the virus or the autoimmune disease or something and not to make light of that, but yeah, it's just strange. And I'm surrounded by, you know, two people. I have my boyfriend and one of our best friends that we're all stuck together, but it feels very lonely at times, even though you're with people. I think there's also something to be said about like not actually having any moment alone. If you're in a small place, I'm in a small New York apartment, not as small as some people. Thank goodness we have a separate, like there's no one sleeping in the living room or something. And like the kitchen and the living room and the bedroom all of separate places. So that's nice. So on to what I'm doing with my days. I am doing online acting school, which is the worst thing in the entire world. I have been drinking coffee and making it, but I'm worried I'm going to run out of coffee. So I've been rationing it. And today I think I decided I wanted to make cake. So the other day when I was in the supermarket, I bought like a Betty Crocker white cake mix. But my issue that I've come across is that I don't have a cake pan. I only have like a glass, a glass, like a couple little glass baking things. I I think I can bake them, but they're just like glass Tupperware, I believe. So I guess I'm using that. 
I thought that would be nice since I'm stuck here and, you know, I thought it would be nice to make a cake for some people. I can see a lady walking a dog right now. I feel bad for all the animals right now because I feel like all of the house animals don't get to go outside probably as much as they usually do or go to the dog park or the big park. They just get to see the same walk every day. Something about that's really sad to me. Um, yeah, I feel like I've been very depressing this morning and I'm going to listen back to this when I'm in a better mood and say I'm ridiculous, but this is honestly how I'm feeling right now. And I don't know. I just wonder what the outcome of all of this will be. And I hope something beautiful comes out of this. Yeah, I don't know. Love you, dad. Talk to you soon. Next up is a longtime friend of mine, Mr. Tim Klo. He and his wife, Kim, and their two daughters live here in Nashville. And Tim had some interesting perspectives and some very self-aware comments. Here's Tim. Hey, Bob. Hey, Rumors of Grace subscribers. My name's Tim. And Bob, I just want to thank you for asking me how I'm doing, how our family's holding up. We're doing well. It's been a tough march, starting off on the 3rd with the tornado that whipped through Nashville, doing damage to my day job office and destroying friends' house and businesses and so many shops that are just annihilated. Oh, it hurts. It hurts driving through my old neighborhood. But personally, we're doing really well. My wife's been already working from home, and my youngest is homeschooled, and they've been able to do, like, Zoom calls to, to resume. My oldest goes to a public high school, and this time has been really excellent for her. She's been, we were just talking about this earlier, how stressed out she had been for quite a while in this high school and this is her junior year and this time she's been able to just unhook and it's so great to just see her laughing and smiling and the light has returned to her eyes so we're Kim and I are just like what a blessing to see to see her come back to life like this it's it's been wonderful one of the things I've learned about myself during this time is I guess I really am less desiring of change. I mean, I guess maybe we, no one is out there going, hey, you know, it'd be great self-quarantining and not seeing anyone. But like, my wife has been asking me to just work from home and I, I kind of can. I, I probably could do a fair amount of what I do, but I'm like, I have my routine and I've still been going into the office. Fortunately, hardly anybody else is there and it's a small office anyway. I could be there all day and not see anyone unless I make my rounds, which I normally do. And but anyway, I just go in and I, I am still doing doing my process, which is a sense of normalcy too in in the midst of all this. But also, I've, I've noticed, uh, so I, I teach drum lessons uh, a couple nights a week, and some of my students, the parents have asked if I would do FaceTime lessons and that they would just Venmo me, but I teach at a store that got damaged by the tornado, 
and I've been really resistant. I'm like, no, I, I, it's not what I do. I teach at the store and we have to wait till it opens and self-quarantining is done. But who knows how long that'll be. Uh, so I really need to just kind of get over myself, I guess, and um, just be like, obviously it's fine and it's what they're interested in doing. And so there's no reason to not do it. Get paid, I need the money. As we all do. Anyway, I appreciate you again asking how we're doing. And I uh, hope everybody out there is doing okay. And uh, blessings on you all. Be happy, be healthy, and we'll see. There will never be the same kind of normal again after this, I don't think. So it'll be interesting to see what the new normal is. And I have to believe that things will be better. Old systems are going to collapse, which sometimes hurts when that's happening. But then you just think what's on the other side is going to be good and even better than the old system. So blessings on you all. Take care. Thanks, Bob. See you. Wendy Francisco is next. You may follow her as the love heretic. I featured her on one of my podcasts with her husband, Don Francisco. Wendy and Don are in Colorado. They're at a different stage in life, but I thought that her perspective was also extremely interesting and I could identify with her. Here's Wendy. Hi from Quarantine House. Bob is asking how we're doing. And so a lot of things going on. I guess we feel uh, a lot of concern for people that are catching the virus. So even though we have plenty to do here in our home, there's kind of this cloud of concern. The politicizing is confusing, so that's kind of hard to sort that out. I guess, you know, you're thinking a lot about what's important to you. And there's kind of an odd sense of of having a lot of your business cut off. So in a way we've felt very creative. We've been doing a lot of projects, reading a lot, talking. We've been working on our house and cleaning and cooking larger than usual batches of food. It's, uh, there are feelings of uncertainty as well because we don't know exactly what to expect uh, for this virus. and. You know how um, widespread it might be, become. I think our lives are affected less than a lot of people because we are retired and so we don't. It, it isn't like we had to stay home from a job or something. But lots and lots of internet stuff. Of course, the usual stuff about is this God's judgment. Um, this group is bad, so that's why we're having the virus. And, oh no, that group is bad, so that's why we're having the virus. Well, lots of stuff like that. Well, it's just, it's a, <laughs> it's a really odd time, isn't it? Dude? A lot of things to sort out. Uh, as far as the virus goes, there's everything from, oh, this is just a panic hysteria, um, and not much will come of it, to, full-blown 
conspiracy theories. I am not very good in such situations. I tend to just wind up confused <laughs> and not not really knowing what to think. And it's 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 hard too when you're in kind of an ex-evangelical because you've you've had this major logic string that you've based your life on come crashing down already. So you got you got an F in that department already. <laughs> so that makes it really hard for me to you know just sign up for this political view or that political view on how we should have managed the virus. So yeah, I guess it's a very uncertain time, difficult. I've found I'm calling my daughter a lot and that at least that seems clear and important. But there, there definitely is another aspect of this. It's just a time to be quiet, to kind of question all your systems and your habits and things you normally do, and rearrange things maybe more positively. And so I definitely feel that after this is over, whenever that's going to be and whatever that might look like, there will be some positive things come out of it. And uh, again, it's, the other thing that's kind of hard about talking about is that here we are retired and and in Colorado way out in the foothills uh, so you know we're not as impacted as someone who's actually caught this thing and is dealing with it or has loved ones dealing with it or that so so we'll just we'll just have to see <laughs> so well I hope I hope you guys are doing good out there and taking a difficult time and making some positive things happen and we'll we'll probably all have a lot a lot of different things to share in another month when we when we kind of see how how this thing goes thanks for the invite to share hope you guys are doing good all right have a great day john turney comes from california and he called in and was telling us about his experience. He's what's considered an essential worker. So John hasn't had to stay at home or, or be isolated to the degree of many of us. So I appreciate his perspective and his honesty and his transparency. Here's John. Have you ever seen that movie Airplane? There's that line by Lloyd Bridges. He actually says it a few times during the movie where he says something like, I picked the wrong month to give up and then fill in the blank. So I'm 30 days into Lent, approximately, and I hear the voice of God better through all of this. We are a little over a week into the shelter in place in California, and I can honestly say I hear God's voice better in this. Um, being what is now considered essential worker is interesting. Going to work every day, like, in a kind of a way like nothing's changed but in every other way everything has changed you start looking at people different you start re recognizing that we are more alike than we are different um, you see the stress in everybody's eyes you see this the, the fear in everybody's eyes and you understand that we are all in this together and you start to break down barriers and you start to break down this differences between us there's no black and white there's no gay and straight there's no christian and buddhist or christian and muslim there is just human beings trying to 
muddle through this the best way they can. And this is what I hope we find in this. I hope that we see at the end of all this that we are in this together and that we can be a better community out of it. How am I holding up? How is my family holding up? We're holding up good. Um, my wife is the superintendent of a school. I can honestly say that she's one of my heroes. I watch her day in, day out, take care of everything that she needs to take care of for her school. Uh, she's working harder, I think, now than she was when school was open. Um, it's an amazing thing to watch. It's an amazing thing to watch my coworkers come together through this scary time and work their butts off so that things are available for the people around us. It's just, it's just an amazing, but yet scary time. And we're moving through it the best we can. Uh, online communities are becoming very, very important. Um, I'm reaching out to people online that I know people online are reaching out to me. Um, it's just, it's that part I would say is truly amazing that we have this ability to reach out, even though we're sheltering in place, even though we're not going anywhere, we can still connect, we can still have a community and we can still work together. And, um, it's, it's, it's really beautiful. And I really hope that we can hold on to this and we can continue on once this crisis is over, because we all know at some point it will end. And, I don't think it's time to go back to business as usual. I don't think it's time to go back to the way things used to be. I think it's time to see that this is how we move forward. Within our community, within the world, we move forward together or we don't move forward at all. My son Riley, my oldest son, lives in Los Angeles and he and his fiance Emily both sent in separate audio files with their thoughts. I appreciate them so much and love them. I hope you appreciate them too. Here's Emily and then there's Riley. How I'm doing, what I'm thinking about, and what I'm learning. I'm doing well, <laughs> I think. Why are you making fun of me? I'm doing well. No, I'm doing fine. I think that there's really nothing you can do in this situation besides just try and be positive and relax and focus on the present which I think we're all kind of forced to do and I think that's kind of a good thing actually and I've just been working on a lot of things that I felt like I haven't had time to do or like I couldn't do because I was just so busy in life doing other things so I'm reading a lot more I'm writing a lot more songs like solo writes by myself just sleeping a lot i feel like i'm catching up on sleep from the past year in this time which is actually really great yeah and i think that it's just important to stay positive and to do that by meditating praying whatever works for you to manage stress and stuff like that yeah, but I'm trying not to overthink it too much because I think that if I do, it'll stress me out a little bit and I don't think I need to be stressed because there's like 
we just can't control the situation. We're all kind of just seeing what happens next and taking it day by day. And I think that's the best um, way to process all of this. Um, I think this has been a good beginning of the year sabbatical of reset. As our friend Evan said, this, I think that every year needs a couple week to month long reset to just kind of take a look at what's going on currently and what's coming in the future and go back through the things you haven't done or the artistic endeavors you were working on that you never had a chance to finish and just kind of do what you want to do for a couple of days and figure it out. I guess I'm also very lucky and privileged to have the ability to work from home. So life isn't really too disrupted. In fact, for me, I kind of like not having to get in my car every morning and deal with LA traffic on the way to work. So I get to have an extra, I've been taking that extra time that I usually spend to go drive to work to do things like meditate or do yoga in the morning, which I think has really helped me um, I don't know, just feel more calm and at ease and trying to do those sort of things and self-care uh, while also looking out for others and just checking in with everyone. And I don't know, seems like it's pretty much business as usual, except for at home for everyone. Perfect. Jason Elam and his wife and family live in the panhandle of Florida. Jason runs a podcast called the Messy Spirituality Podcast. I appreciate him so much. He's such a good friend. He always has an encouraging word. And through this all, he's still thinking about his own spiritual journey and um, really trying to offer an alternative voice and a way through this. So I appreciate Jason so much. I hope you do too. Here's Jason. Hey, Bob, this is Jason Elam over at the Messy Spirituality Podcast. Thanks so much for checking in on me and my family uh, during this difficult time for our country. I hope that you and your family are doing well. I hope all your listeners are doing well. Here in the uh, panhandle of Florida, Brandy and I and our four kids, we're doing really well. We're not sick, uh, which we're grateful for. Um, we don't have a stay-at-home order from the state, but the counties have basically shut down uh, most operations. Uh, you can do drive-through, you can go to the grocery store, that's pretty much it. So we stay pretty close to home. Uh, we're realizing that being home with three teenagers and a nine-year-old who thinks he's a teenager uh, is more difficult than being home with four little kids that we used to have. Uh, but we're enjoying the time at home, we're enjoying the time uh, with the kids. We're taking an evening walk together every night when uh, my wife gets off work, she works from home. And we've enjoyed that. I think we probably enjoyed it more than the kids have. Uh, but it's it's been a lot of fun for us to get out and, you know, just get out of the house for a little while every day. Um, you asked what we're learning about uh, life through this experience. I think for me, the thing that has been on my mind the most the last few days is just the response from the church community. Uh, we are so quick to say that God is behind every bad thing that happens. And I've seen the posts where, you know, God sent the virus to punish us for abortion or for homosexuality or for gambling. I saw one post that said that God was punishing New Orleans for the debauchery of Mardi Gras, and that's why they're hard hit right now. Um, I think all of that is probably rooted in a false doctrine that we picked up very early on in our faith journey. I know that's true for me. 
And that's been my struggle for most of my life. And so now when I see it in others, it, it just really bothers me. But I know that what bothers me in them is bothering me because there's still a shred or a hint of it uh, in my own spirit. The real problem with believing that God is the source of your suffering is it makes it impossible to believe that God is with you in your suffering. See, if God sent the virus, then the holiest thing we can do is suffer, right? But um, if God is with us as we endure this virus, if he's opposed to sickness and death, if God is with us in the suffering, that's a whole different thing. And I believe God is with us. He's with us in those ICU rooms where it's being reported so often now that people are dying alone. They're, they're not alone. God is with them. God is with all of us. God is with the single mom who thinks she suffers in silence. God is with the child who's afraid. God is with the senior citizen not knowing if this is the end. God is with us. And that is the message of the gospel. God with us. And so we can take some hope from that. Bob, thanks so much for checking on us. I hope you and your family are doing well. And uh, we love you. And we look forward to many great things from the Rumors of Grace podcast in the future. My final guest is Mr. Brandon Rice. He also lives here in Nashville, and he hosts the Lone Microphone podcast. He's a videographer and just an all-around deep-thinking good guy, and I think you will appreciate what he has to say. Here's Brandon. It is Sunday, and the sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and yet I'm feeling still sad. It's a sadness that's hard to explain. It's... I don't know, it's uh... I think I put it best. I made a post on social media earlier today and I basically explained why the COVID-19 crisis, I'll call it, I think the reaction of it has really caused me a lot of anxiety. <clears throat> I think the crisis itself early on caused me some anxiety because I was getting over being sick myself. And so I had like concern that I had it and the way especially a lot of the fear and the media portrayed it it was like this death sentence and so it made me nervous I was like oh my gosh maybe I have this thing and I'm gonna die you know I have an eight-year-old child I'm about to get married I don't want to die <laughs> I mean I'm not ready to die anyway I still want to be here a little longer so and I'm not even afraid to say that you know but I think early on that's kind of where I was and then I kind of got past that and I didn't suppress the fear, but I acknowledged it. And thankfully I had a fiance that I could talk it out with and a few friends. And yeah, I just got through it, I guess, if that makes sense. So anyways, now it's more sort of seeing this idea that everyone wants to be right about this thing. I see 
there's a bigger picture at play than just the health side. I see that the econo the economic collapse could lead to like a dark ages or it could lead to like tyranny potentially. I mean, it's pretty crazy that everyone for the most part has just like obeyed orders to not do anything, which kind of feels a little bit concerning to me. I'm more on the if I had to be a political party, I'd be more on the libertarian side, which, you know, is small government or basically as little government as possible in the sense that, like, I don't think that the government should be, like, telling us what we can and can't do. But at the same time, like, I have empathy and compassion for people who could come down with this virus and who could be potentially die or just be very injured from it and I understand that there's always more fear of the unknown and I mean to a degree that's how I feel too like there this is very unknown this is very it feels like nothing that's ever happened before so I'm feeling angry that people are scared because I see when people are scared and they have this fear kind of driving the bus I see people yelling at other people, criticizing other people, shaming people for going and getting drive through or taking their kids to the park on a walk or something. And the problem is, is we don't even really know how unsafe these things are. Because again, this is such a fluid thing. We're learning more all the time. And so again, it, it feels, you know, I have a pretty uh, conservative religious background. And a lot of this feels similar to that in that it was all about being right, having the right doctrine, the right thinking about God. And it feels that way in the sense that everyone wants to be right about this virus. They want to have the right actions, the right precautions and things like that. But yet there's so much of it we don't understand, kind of like how I feel about God and the world and things like that. There's so much, only so much we understand and can, you know, like say is true. So, yeah, I, I guess that's where I'm at. But I think at the end of the day, I have to remember that I can't change anybody's opinion on this virus. I'm not the smartest person in the world by any means. I'm definitely not a doctor. I'm definitely not a scientist. I'm not an economist. Economist? I don't even... I can't even say the word. So, you know, I'm a creative person. I'm a filmmaker. And so it's like... At the end of the day, this is out of my wheelhouse. And I have to uh, just continue to be a good person and a compassionate person and be safe. I mean, usually when I'm sick or if I'm out in the world, I try to be hygienic just in general, you know, and I don't think that's ever going to change about me. But at the same time, I do wonder how the effects of this are going to be for our world. Are we going to stop? you know, giving people hugs, which we already don't do that enough. <sighs> it worries me, you know, are we going to have a mid middle of the road shut down every time we have a bad, bad flu season, you know, things like that. I feel like having disease is part of being human and no human is immune to disease like fully. And it's part of the process. As, as is death and it doesn't mean I'm less sympathetic or compassionate about it it's just 
that that's just part of what we do. And when we try to control those things, I think we sometimes cause more harm than good. And I think, I hope that's not what we do. I hope that's not what we do. Sometimes it feels like that's what we're doing, trying to control the situation. But I salute those who are in the healthcare field who are working hard. I have a sister who's a nurse and some friends, other friends in the healthcare profession, and I definitely salute them, and I hope that they stay safe and healthy, as does everyone out there. So, and if you're dealing with anxiety or fear, I hope you have people to talk to, and if you don't, find some. <clears throat> and if you don't, find someone to talk to, because it's very important. I hope that the honest thoughts, fears, joys, and just ramblings of other human beings will comfort you and that you'll find that you feel just a little bit more connected and that through this time you won't feel alone because you are not. We're all in this together and I believe with all my heart that there's going to be so much good come out of this. Yes, there will be people who die. People have died. There will be people that get sick and suffer. And there have been people who have already done that. However, wherever you are and what you're going through, there are other people going through the same thing. And so I'll be here at Rumors of Grace to continue to encourage you, offer insight as I can, and just know that the podcast will continue. And I look forward to hearing from you. If you do have some more thoughts or would like to offer some other things or, or just connect with other people, check out the Rumors of Grace podcast. It's a private group on Facebook where you can go and ask to be let in, and, and all you have to do is answer a couple questions, and I'll let you in. Also, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would appreciate if you could rate it and give it a positive review. That would really help to get it noticed by more people. So until next time, friends, uh, hang in there. Everything will be okay. We will get through this, and you are not alone.